everyone, welcome back to the Jay Sit Down Podcast. I'm your host, JJ, of course. I'm featuring Molly Hudson of the Wild Horse Podcast, <laughs> covering the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, we're glad to have him on today. Uh, as we're going to be talking about the uh, volunteers who have involved in the Tennessee shooting, uh, highs and lows, and uh, also we're going to be talking about the Green Turkey for our season review. Again, I said, again, a wild card show in the Tennessee Wild. So, Wally, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man, excited too. I've watched some clips and whatnot. I've seen a couple of the episodes, and it seems like a good time. So I was super excited when you invited me on, and yeah, I'm ready to get into it, man. Me too. All right, man. So speaking of Tennessee, um, you know they went 11 and two this year, uh, lost in the Orange Bowl to Clemson. No, they won. They won the Orange Bowl. They they won. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. They sure did. They won. but they did get smacked by Georgiaville um, yeah. <laughs> in a very important game that I thought they were going, you know, uh, I thought the offense was going to be a little bit more explosive. Uh, but just you got to give credit to that Georgia defense in that game. They completely dominated on the, um, you know, in the trenches, line scrimmage. So, but yeah. just overall recapping the season for you guys, you know, you didn't uh, go as far as you want to go. So talk about that, man, and just kind of give us a recap. Yeah, um, it was a lot of high expectations going into the season. And as the season progressed and they started winning more and more games, I think the the, the expectations only got higher from there. Yeah. Um, and and it, was, it was one of those things where they were kind of set up for uh, a disappointment along the way. I feel like as Tennessee fans, you kind of you, you learn at some point there's going to be one of those games where they just drop the ball for no reason. Uh, it happens every once in a while. Every year, there's at least one game that they lose that they should win. It happens every year. This year, I think that game was South Carolina. Obviously, that was just a complete come apart. But for talking about the season as a whole, um, I wasn't super surprised by any of the results until um, that third Saturday in October, um, that, that Alabama game on the 15th. Um, that was where that that nuts absolutely insane um but yeah leading up to that you know you had the the pittsburgh game against a ranked pittsburgh team one at pittsburgh in overtime great game um but that was probably one of their weaker performances throughout the whole season uh, if you're looking at the season as a whole that game they just they, they seemed a little disjointed at first it took them some time to get into a rhythm and had to take pittsburgh to overtime who at the end of the season didn't look as good as they did at the time but uh, you look at some of their other wins uh, at home against Florida, great win. Anthony Richardson had one of his best games in his college career in, in that game. Uh, but Tennessee's offense was able to outpace them. That win at LSU, I actually got to go to that. Insane. Yes, at Death Valley, Tennessee goes in there, wins uh, in the smoky gray uniforms. Man, I love those. But uh, great game for that one. They won 40-13. to 13. LSU obviously went on towards the end of the season to be one of the better teams in the league, and, and that that was great. Obviously, the Alabama game, like I said, the Kentucky game, completely dominated Kentucky, 44 to six. What an incredible, incredible game, man! I got a picture because I did a sideline photo for the yeah, season, yeah. Uh, and I got a picture of Will Levis, you know, crumpled up on the ground with two Tennessee, <laughs> two Tennessee defenders on top of him, man. It was that was a cool picture to get, but uh. Yeah, man, it was it was an exciting season. Obviously, did not end the way you want it to. Um, and Tennessee fans, they're like they're very um they're very set at that mindset that Tennessee football is what you had with like Peyton Manning. 
That was where like Peyton Manning, T. Martin, where they're competing for national championships. That's the standard at Tennessee. And uh, to see that kind of thing, it, it was right there. They had it going for them until that South. I mean, even after the Georgia game, yeah, they, they put up a stinker against Georgia. It was a terrible game for them. And but they still had a chance at the playoffs until that South Carolina game. And that was, I think, where uh, it just kind of, you get that Tennessee, I call it, we call it uh, the Tennessee fan syndrome or something, um, where it's just like, you know, you get that sinking feeling. And that was that game this year, man. It was it was rough, and especially to see him and Hooker go down, man. What an incredible guy, incredible player. Um, sucked to see him go down. That was the I mean, I can deal with the loss, but seeing him and Hooker go down, man, that hurt, that hurt. But, uh, yeah, man, it, crazy season for the balls. And one that will never be forgotten here on Rocky Top. Um, one that I certainly will never forget. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great season. I mean, they had one of the best offenses in college football. I mean, every time, you know. Now, everybody out there who doesn't know, I am an Alabama fan. Um, and <laughs> that game against Tennessee, my goodness. Um, <laughs> that was one of the best games I've ever seen. I mean, Jalen Hyatt went absolutely nuts. Um, yeah. He got five touchdowns in that game. He's definitely a guy. Him and Henry Hooker, guys that I definitely expect to be on the NFL sidelines come next season for them. Um, you know, but it's just the offense was so explosive. Now, so losing guys like that, among other key players, what, you know, what's it looking like going into this 2023 season for Tennessee? Yeah, for the 2023 season, um, obviously losing Hinton Hooker is a big deal. He's probably, he's going to go down as one of the greatest Tennessee quarterbacks of all time. And that's kind of crazy because he only played here for two years. Yeah. But uh, he's going to go down as one of one of the Tennessee greats at the quarterback position. Um, but I don't think, that the crazy part is quarterback's not my biggest worry because they have Joe Milton III, um, who had actually had the starting job over Hinton Hooker going into the 2022 season or 2021 season yeah he actually started but uh uh kind of struggled against some weaker teams i forget exact i think bowling green struggled against bowling green struggled against pittsburgh actually got injured during the pittsburgh game and got benched for hendon hooker and from that point on even after he had gotten healthy uh obviously from the way hendon hooker was playing he kept the job um, but you look at the way he uh joe milton played in that Vandy game and in the Orange Bowl, um, I, I, I going into like if he hadn't had those performances, I would have been a whole lot more worried. But um, those performances in those games really kind of eased my mind. Right, he was a lot. A lot of the issues early on for him were accuracy. He cleaned up a lot of that in the Orange Bowl. There were still a couple of like, dang, like you got to hit that throw. But um, in general, I think he he's cleaned up his game a lot as at his time at Tennessee. And um, I, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm not really too worried about the quarterback position or wide receiver. Like you mentioned, Jalen Hyatt probably going to be a high draft pick this year. Um, I, I don't see him, I, I, I don't see wide receiver being an issue for the Tennessee Volunteers, especially you got Brew McCoy, Ramel Keaton coming back for another year, two guys that played extensively this year. And you got Squirrel White, who up until this point has been the guy that Joe Milton has had the best chemistry with. Um, and had an absolute bomb during the Vandy game. Um, got him down to the one. Absolute bomb during the Orange Bowl. Um, he's got. He's a very speedy guy, much like Jalen Hyatt, just with a little bit less of the height and a little more speed, which is kind of crazy to say because you know Jalen Hyatt was an absolute burner. But um, yeah, it, I, I'm not too worried about wide receiver. If anything, offensive line's a little bit iffy. They're losing a lot of starters on the offensive line. 
Um, I'd like to see, I want, I want to see who they run with in these uh, spring games and whatnot to kind of get a better idea. But of anything on the offense, offensive line is definitely where I'm most concerned. You said, you know, receiver is uh, definitely a position, but Tennessee, is, they've always been kind of deep at that position. For from what I can remember, they always continue to get good receivers in there. Um, you know, so I'm, I believe they'll be fine right there. Offensive line, like you mentioned, a little questionable. Um, so it, hopefully, you know, uh, it'll be a good season for the Vols and we'll see what they do. Nico Yamaleava. Damn, last, last name is right. Tough name, tough um, name, yeah. But uh, it, now, what's the deal with him? So is he, what class is he? I'm, I'm not so certain. Is he um, going to be? Yeah, um, he's actually on campus already, I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. So do you see any competition for him there? Um, I, I don't think so. I think Joe Milton's going to have the, the, I think Josh Heupel's plan, Joe Milton's going to have the game locked down. He's going to be our quarterback for this season. Um, get let, let Nico get a little bit of experience under his belt. Let him bulk up a little bit because that's been a kind of a concern a little bit is to see him bulk up a little bit. Um, but let him bulk a little bit. Let him get more adjusted to Josh Heupel's system. Get some reps in. I think we'll see him plenty this year. Some of those, you know, gimme games like, you know, they got, you know how it is every year. There's, there's a couple of games on the schedule where it's just like, you got to blow these guys out this year. They got like Austin P. Um, should go blow them out. Maybe UConn, Vanderbilt, games like that. Um, I, I think you, you might see a little bit of Nico uh, come in, get some relief time, uh, you know, when they're up a couple scores in the fourth quarter. Let him go out there, get some work, get some uh, experience under his belt, running the offense in a game scenario. Um, I think we'll see a little bit of him, but I don't, I don't see him taking over the starting job this year. Yeah, I just wanted to continue on that, man, because you were very talented, but you said you got Absolutely. a brain. Playing in the SEC, man, you and I both know you gotta, <laughs> you gotta uh, be, you know, gotta bulk up. Uh, those guys are coming out. Oh yeah. So, next segment for us is the Patriots uh, offseason review. New uh, England, man, you know, they finished eight and nine this year. Offense was a disaster. Uh, I mean, you know, this wasn't a good season for them. You know, I'm just that that was a win for them for a lot of reasons, but. I think the Patriots have a lot of issues. Um, had a lot of places they could go in this draft, a lot of places that they could improve. Um, they've, they've got holes up and down the roster. I think you look at wide receiver, that's a big issue for them. They, they've got to get a playmaker on the outside if they really want to accurately evaluate Max Jones, and I think that's going to be the route that they go uh, to get some playmakers around him so that way they can better evaluate him. Obviously, they signed John o. Smith for that massive deal. He doesn't pan out. Um, and I think they're they're either cutting him or, or, or looking to trade him or something. I think I saw something about that the other day. But um, sign him to a, one of the bigger contracts uh, of that offseason. He doesn't pan out. Um, and he just doesn't produce at the level you're wanting. A lot of issues there for them. Um, but I think they, 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 in order for them to accurately evaluate Mac Jones, they've got to get him some support, beef up that offensive line, get him some playmakers on the outside. 
Um, you got Ramondre Stevenson. You've got something there with him. Um, so try to build around that and, and, and see if Mac Jones is really your guy. Very dysfunctional. I mean, you know, the best Stephen Rivers probably not a huge nobody can be leading the game, you know, when you get in the contract fight for the Parker didn't really that didn't work. Um, you know, and they just don't have just there is no production on side. You need that in the NFL. Um, yeah. you gotta have guys that can go out there and win their matchups one on one um and score. You know, um, and, and you know, and make plays, right? And Peyton haven't had that really in a couple of years now since the Brady, Edelman, the Amendola kids, and being honest, right? You know, and we saw what they did. So, um, yeah, I think they definitely need to target, um, you know, the offensive line, great, uh, great receiver, the wide receiver position, defensively, um, hmm, maybe the secondary. Think so? Maybe at corner. You know, I'm not sure how they how comfortable they are with Mills and those guys back there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They got Jonathan Jones, who's been yeah. pretty great. Um, he, he's been a, a surprise. Jack Jones, that rookie they got. Um, yeah. I liked him a lot uh, going into that draft, and they they got him at a steal, I think. And, and he he played very well at the beginning of the season. Struggled a little bit later on, but. Um, yeah, I, I think you, you, you're confident in those guys, at least. You want to get a little bit more depth, though. You want to get a little bit, you want to build it out a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, you, you got McCourty, who knows if he's staying. You know, he's, he's, he's old, man. He, he's yeah, been around he for is. a while. He's, he's, been, he's been around for a while. So, you, you know, you, you want to start planning for the future there. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, you got Matthew Judon on that defense. Great, great player. Um, so I, I think you're confident in him. You got something good going on with your linebackers, uh, with your with your defensive line. I think they've got some good pieces on that defense. Um, yeah, like you said, beef up that secondary a little bit. Get it, get it a little more built out. It's pretty thin right now. Um, a lot of I feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of an issue around the league right now. Most yeah. secondaries are. I feel like a, a lot of secondaries in the league right now are a little bit thin. Um, but you know, you're, you're, we've got a, a lot of uh cornerback talent in this draft, so uh, I think we'll see a lot of those guys go pretty early on because a lot of teams have a need there. But um, yeah, I, I think Patriots need to build out on, on, on their secondary. Um, they've got good pieces, you just got to put it together, build it out. You know, you can't have some of those guys out there playing every single down um, because they're just going to get gassed, especially while your offense is not performing at the level they should be. Um, you, you got the defense back out there after, you know, just a few minutes out of rest. So um, you want to see a little bit more from that defense, a little bit, a little bit more uh, depth for them. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you mentioned that. And, and that's something that I did notice, man. You know, if you look throughout some of these rosters in the league and, and the majority of secondary is something that, they, yeah, yeah, a lot of teams are struggling with. You know, you know, you look at them, you know, I guess other teams who got better Man, you gotta, you gotta be able to. Um, it's a pass-heavy league, man. You gotta be able to stop the pass. You gotta be able to rush the passer, and you have to be able to stop. Um, and those two are in tandem. And you don't have one. You know, you have one. You don't have the other. It's just not gonna work. So, yeah. You know, 
got now listening. Guys had a good run for a couple of years, but um, you know, down to this year though. So what? I mean, I just want to know, like, you know, what's what's going on in Tennessee, man? What do you guys are doing, quarterback? Is Luke Wilson starting? Keeping Tannehill? What's going on over there? So um, there was an interview at the combine not too long ago with Rand Carthon, the Titans' new GM. Uh, and he said something along the lines of he's excited to move forward with Tannehill. So it's looking like Tannehill is still going to be the quarterback in Tennessee. I'm not a huge fan of that. I've been personally in the camp of it's time for a change um, for a while now. Uh, I never really felt like Tannehill was going to be the guy to elevate the Titans to a Super Bowl. And I think that's more and more evident, especially with the way the AFC is looking now. you got heavy hitters, Mahomes. Herbert, Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence, like you, you've got guys in the AFC that, that are that are going to be swinging for the fences every time. So um, I, I feel like you got to beef out the quarterback position. You got to have a guy that is a playmaker back there. And I just don't feel like Ryan Tannehill is that guy. But I mean, it, for now at least, it seems like the Titans are going to run with him. I would not be surprised. Maybe Anthony Richardson's there when when he went at eleven when the Titans pick. I would be excited if the Titans snag him there, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, I really wish it would. I don't think it will. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of places they can go. You mentioned Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, he's very talented. You know, we both know that. I mean, you know, watching him, you know, his his tenure there in Tennessee before, he, he, he's very talented. Um, just to me, you know, he's very raw. Um, yeah, definitely. And a lot of things mechanically that he needs to improve on, you know. And, and from the quarterback, you can say that about some of the quarterbacks that went last year, um, you know. So are you, if the Titans choose, you know, at some point to move on from Ryan Tannehill, um, and Malik Willis is the guy, are you confident in him to be a quarterback? Here's the thing about Malik Willis, man. It's it's. It's so it's very difficult to evaluate him, right? Because he's working with a terrible offense. Um, one of the three games he started, or two games he started, um, they didn't have Derrick Henry, and the game that uh, the other game that he started, they didn't have Traylon Burks. Like those are your two biggest weapons outside of the quarterback position. And I feel like a lot of the things the coaching staff was asking him to do wasn't working out well. Um, he, I don't think he was ready at all to be a starting quarterback. Um, and I still don't think he's ready. But you look at what Green Bay did with Jordan Love. He sat on the bench for, like, what, two, three years? Yeah. And when he got some time, it was this year, right, that he got some yeah. time, he actually looked pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I, I struggle to completely write him off, especially after I just – because when Jordan Love first got time, he looked horrible. He looked terrible. Um so I, I struggled to just completely write him off at this stage, but it was rough, man. It, it, it didn't seem like he had a lot going for him in those games that he did get to play. Um, it, it was tough to watch, but um, there were a couple of little flashes where you see, like, he's got some real real ability. He's got some real talent, but um, he, he was much further from being a starting quarterback than I think anybody anticipated. Do you hear what happened with that? John Robinson, the general manager at the time, went rogue. You hear about that? 
he, he was for for that for a trade of that caliber, right? He was instructed he was supposed to consult with the owner of the team, Amy Adams yeah. Strong. He didn't do that. He just went and made the trade. He just went and traded away arguably one of the greatest receivers in Titans history for a first round pick. Like it's tough. It was a tough game, man. And, and, and right now, John Robinson is like number one in every Titans fan's like hate list, just at the top, uh, because that that move you feel you like you felt the ramifications of that the entire season, right? Traylon Burton struggling at first, couldn't really get healthy for a minute. Um, and I'm look, I'm all for Traylon Burks. I'm all aboard the Traylon Burks train. Great talent, great player. I think he's going to develop to be a great wide receiver in the league. Um, but I just, it's tough to, to see what we had and what we have now and what the guy that we had just went and did in the Super Bowl, you know. Um, I had a great, great, was set up to win it, but, you know, just kind of fell short at the end because Mahomes is Mahomes. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's tough looks, man. Um, tough to see A.J. Brown go like that, but it, 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 it hurts a little bit. It hurts a little bit still. Hey, man, you know, I, I completely understand. I know, I, I know the thing about, you know, the general managers making some bad decisions. Uh, oh, yeah. In Atlanta, um, you say, you say <laughs> John Robinson's on the top of your, your hate list. Well, uh, if my Falcons fans out there, you know, and my NFL fans out there, you know Thomas Dimitrov, he's, on, he's way at the top of the <laughs> One good draft move out of all those years in, in Atlanta, and you know we all know what that one was. Uh, but anyway, yeah, man. So it's gonna be interesting to see what um, you know what this season looks like. I'm excited for it. Yeah, um, you know, combines coming up, so you know uh, we already got that going on. And the draft as well, so I'm excited about that. But our uh, last little segment here, man, is our wild card question. Um, something we'll start here and. Top five NFL wide receivers, man, um, of all time. Who are your top five receivers? Of all time, man. Okay. I'm gonna. You gotta go. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna put Randy Moss up there. No, this is not. This is not in order, right? I gotta. I gotta think through it. Gotta think through it. Yeah. Randy Moss is up there. Um. Ah, it's tough. Jerry Rice. Jeez, man. Every Titans fan is like felt the Rams for a minute before the trailer we had and what we have now and what you know I, I completely understand. I know I, I know the thing of of all time. Uh I said it's like Randy Moss, Jerry Rice. T.O. T.O. Who do I want to who would I want to go to? Um, Calvin Johnson. I'll go Calvin Johnson. Who do I want to go at five, man? Who do I want to fill it out with? Marvin Harrison, maybe? I like that list. That's what I, I got to go with. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, Terrell Owens, Calvin Johnson. That's what I got to go with. That's a good list. I was waiting for you. I 
Megatron up there, because <laughs> I was like, I'm saying, you got to put Megatron I had to think through it. I got to it. I got to it. I figured it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Larry Fitzgerald and then Marvin Harris. I didn't even think about Larry Fitzgerald. I was, yeah, that's a great. I love Larry Fitzgerald, man. That's a great pick. Oh, so great dude. Um, Good luck on every day except the third yeah, Saturday yeah, of yeah. October. There we go. Right. Exactly. That's what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, talking about Tennessee, man, of course, the Titans as well. Um, you came here and we look forward to that. And obviously, look forward to talking to you um, again as we get closer and closer. Um, you know, throughout the offseason, draft, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, man, I had a good time. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun talking about some football, man. I love I love just getting into it about some football. Yeah, so, man. yeah, had a great time, brother. <laughs> of course. Um, and tell us, man, uh, where can we find the podcast at? Yeah, um, so on Twitter, it's going to be RiledUpPod, at RiledUpPod. Um, on Instagram, at, at RiledUp.Pod. Um, and on TikTok, at RiledUpPod. Jason Town Podcast, your host Jaden here with Riley. We will see you guys.